Hi, my name is Snow. Welcome to the All Tesla Podcast. Thank you, Snow, for that lovely introduction. We're always needing more of those, so encourage your grown-up to record an introduction and send it to martin at allthatstesla.nz. We will ensure that it gets on to one of our future episodes. In this episode, we talk with a long-time listener who, like me, comes from a teaching background. Just about every Year 13 statistics student in the country knows his name, and, like the podcast, he relies on donations to fund some of his greatest inventions. More about that later in the episode. Jake Wills owns a Model 3 and is based in Kapiti. We caught up when he visited Timaru to speak to a number of statistics teachers. Right, well I'm here with Jake Wills, um, and Jake's visiting Timaru, so I thought, hey, great chance to have a catch-up and get together, and um, you know, we've been uh, unknowingly knowing that we've um, been teachers together. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, I... Um, I, when Martin started this podcast, I um, looked him up and was like, oh, he's on the same maths teacher's Facebook group as me. And um, it was like, oh, I'll reach out and say hello. Um, so my kids have done a couple of intros to the podcast, and um, I've listened to every episode, and it's always been good. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was great having them. I remember Natasha's one there that, uh, mm. you know, she likes listening to Frozen, so that was, that was <laughs> excellent. Good. Oh, well, tell us about your story with Tesla. Um, my understanding is you sort of um, were wanting... Didn't want, couldn't afford, could afford. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, so um, my first EV was actually Innocent Leaf. Um, so I had that, um, one of the first Gen 1 ones, um, which had six bars of battery health. So it didn't go particularly far. Um, it wouldn't get me from my house to Wellington and back. Um, but um, it got me to school and back, and that was great. But um, then I started doing a bit more travel for some of the other things I was doing. And um, so I got to the point where I couldn't use it to drive from Wellington to Hawke's Bay and back, and and that was 2017. So a lot less charges around then than what there is now, and um, it just wasn't a doable thing. So um, I went from that to um, a Honda Fit Hybrid, um, and had that for a few years. But um, then um, for my 30th birthday, um, I've always liked what um, Tesla's been doing. They've got pretty cool cars. Um, I love the concept and the idea. Um, so my 30th birthday um, I hired a Model S um, from Snap Rentals up in Auckland and um, we took that up um, to Whangarei for um, a night and um, we had a great time it was really cool um, and it made me go yeah I really do want to get one of these but at the time I was like no way I can afford one um, and so um, I was like oh, maybe in a decade's time that'll be fine and then um, then I kind of kept an eye on it and um, we, um, we'd been saving more and, um, you know, we decided, hey, I really do want one. So I'd started saving and then Tesla dropped the price by five grand. Um, and I was like, right, I'm going to do it, put the order in. Um, and so um, put the order in and then um, waited and waited as you do. Um, and then um, I picked it up on the um, 13th of June. And then on the 15th of June, the government announced the subsidies, so... <laughs> All right, okay, well, I have interviewed a few people who picked their car up just before those subsidies were announced, but um, they did say they're, they're happy anyway, they got a car, they're, they're pleased they didn't have to wait that extra time, so 
Yeah, I, I am. I'm really pleased with yeah. the car. Um, I've done just over 10,000 Ks in it now. Um, just recently had the mobile service technician come out and do wheel rotation for me. Cost me 40 bucks for him to come out and do the wheel rotation. And um, he checked in a few other things while he was at it, gave the car a vacuum, and came to my house and did all that for 40 bucks. So I'm pretty stoked with that service. Yeah, that mobile service is something else. I've had them for the first time down here in Timaru as well. You know, $170, they um, came and replaced the windscreen wiper blades oh, and, and, um, and fixed the charger port as well. But hey, it's fantastic. Yeah, it? no, it, it's a great service. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's many other car companies that do that for you. You know, certainly ingenious. They might drop you off at the uh, from the garage, but um, yeah, all the way from Christchurch down to Timaru and yeah, up to your place. Great, good. So, 10,000 Ks, what sort of fun journeys have you done in that time? And so the first trip I did was I um, picked it up from Auckland um, and then drove it back to my home um, in Carpe, so just north of Wellington. So that's um, got 700 Ks, so had a bit of fun working out how to use a supercharger for the first time, um, which the um, Facebook group was great for. Apparently you needed to yank it up really hard to get it out of the supercharging housing to be able to plug it in. But um, that eventually, after a bit of an SOS, someone said, just pull it up real hard, and then it came out, and I was like, sweet. And then um, another charge in Topor, and um, a very quick charge in Mangaweka, and then got home with plenty of spare battery. And then did another road trip. Up. Um, my family's up in Auckland, so um, we did a road trip with me, um, my wife and our two kids, all the way up to Auckland and back um, in one of the school holidays. So we, on the way up, we did just a straight run through. So we stopped um, in Mangaweka, had breakfast in Mangaweka, and then stopped in Topor, had lunch there, and then went straight through from there to Auckland. And then on the way back down, we spent a few nights in Topor at, I can't remember where that was, but it had a destination charger, which is just great. You just plug in and you never need to worry. And then, yeah, again, um, I mean, with kids, you need to stop all the time anyway. So, I mean, people ask me, oh, isn't it annoying having to stop to charge? And I'm like, well, you just kind of plan it, you know. If you're driving with kids, you don't want to drive for two hours without stopping anyway. So, you just kind of, you plan your trip, you work out where you're going to stop. And, I mean, there's enough charges around now that it's just not an issue. So, I mean, on the way down um, from Topol, we ended up stopping in Wairu for a while um, at the Army Museum. So, I just plugged it in there and, you know, no issues. Yeah. Um, there's just they're just everywhere yeah. now, did, which is great. Did you go into the um, into the museum and have a look around? Uh, we didn't have a big look around. The kids just wanted some food and a stretch of legs, yeah. so um, they played on the tanks outside. And particularly, my son really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. So good. have you what, what, two two wee kids or? Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. I've got a um, her birthday's tomorrow. She turns six, and yeah. a four year old. Yeah. Um, and he turns five in October. So yeah. Oh, so fantastic! Another July baby. We've got two of our birthdays coming up in the next few days as well so oh, nice. good on them. oh happy birthday to us thank you so, um, one of the other things that I did was um, I found the waiting progr- uh, waiting process quite frustrating because I like things now um, so what I ended up doing is I created a blog with my experience yes um, and around kind of what the process looked like from my end kind of what happened throughout all the process and then also um, I blogged a couple of the trips that I did um, up and down that we've talked about as well so that's kind of just there for people if they're kind of interested in you know what it's like that waiting process and what sort of cons you get and what the pickup was like as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we'll put a link to that in the episode notes, so um, that'd, that'd be brilliant. Thanks for sharing that. I was looking at a photograph, actually, that um, I took when I was overseas. It talked about the most popular German car ever. 
way back in the 1940s. I think, I think it was a 15-year wait time for that. Maybe it's five years. I can't imagine it being 15. But, you know, it was crazy. I'm thinking, well, here we are. We, we worry a little bit about, you know, six months or, in you know, worst case, maybe a couple of years for the S or the X. But, you know, they had this massive, massive wait time for this most popular car in Germany way back in the 1940s. Wow. So, um, so any any major issues? I mean, you've obviously just spoken about the wheel rotation. Have you had anything go wrong? Um, the only thing I've had go wrong was every once in a while the screen will just go completely blank. Hold both scroll wheels, it restarts, and you're away and laughing. It's really good knowing that little tip because um, otherwise you panic. But if you know you just hold it, it restarts, and it's all fine. And the car still drives. It's just you can't tell how fast you're going. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, do you have the full self-drive? Uh, yes, so I bought the full self-drive. Now that there's the advanced autopilot available, kind of like that mid-tier package, I don't know if I would have bought the full package, mm-hmm. but I'm also a tech geek, yeah. so I probably would have anyway. And at the moment, it's probably not objectively worth it, but I'm hoping the fact that I pay for it means that there's enough money to keep developing it and it'll eventually become yeah. full self-driving. Yes. And having, having the ability to keep that car sort of updated to whatever is required seems a good little investment as well. It does, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm not upset that I paid for it. I'm quite happy that I did. But um, if someone's umming and ahhing, you know, there, there's definitely pros and cons to it. Yeah. Yeah, but EAP's probably probably worthwhile. I sort of, I had that car arrive with EAP, um, but of course when I purchased Autopilot, it was, I think we got it for $2,000, it was really, really cheap for a few number of days, <laughs> a number of us had jumped in, Yeah. so yeah, but another, yeah, another $5,000 for what, yet. Yeah. It's a bit scary, isn't it? It is, but I, I mean, that's okay, yeah. it is life. Yeah. I haven't yet pulled the trigger on the $500 heated back seats and steering wheel. Right. I will probably do that when my kids are no longer in car seats, I think there's no point in heating up the bottom of their car seats. <laughs> Absolutely, but I'll tell you what, that heated steering wheel was nice. <laughs> on a yep. winter morning. Oh, look, good on you. So, where to next? I mean, uh, have you sort of got solar panels on your house? Are you looking at factory, anything like that? Um, yep, so uh, our last house we had, we put uh, 20 solar panels on, which was about 6 kilowatts, which was slightly more than we needed, and we were exporting quite a bit. We originally had a spa pool as well, which we kind of put on a um, managed system to kind of tie in with when the solar was generating. Uh, but we've moved now, so the first thing we did when we moved into this place was we put 4.4 kilowatts on the roof, and then um, we've just recently added another about 2 kilowatts as well. We've got that all um, feeding through into an inverter. We've also got a reservation in for a power wall, which should hopefully be installed in August. All things going according to plan, which should be really cool to have that all tied in there as well. We're um, on um, Contact's Good Night plan, which um, gives us the free power between 9pm and midnight. So at the moment I charge my car between 9pm and midnight, which means I drive for free basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping I'll be able to kind of tie the power wall into that at the same time, so that, that kind of charges between 9pm and midnight. So it charges up from the solar during the day, then we use what's in that until 9pm, and then it charges between 9pm and midnight, and then after that it we kind of use that charge up over the night. So that's kind of my plan, but we'll see how well that works. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the limiting factor there would be the you know, number of amps you can draw from the street once you get to about that point, isn't it? Yes, yeah, no, definitely. Mm. And the other thing we've done is we've put in a hot water heat pump, which is significantly more efficient than a normal hot water heater so it works on the same principle that heat pumps are more efficient than heaters but does it for the hot water 
that seems to be working really, really well. Um, that's also on a timer system, so it runs during the day when the sun's shining, and then also between 9pm and midnight. Excellent. All right. Um, and have you, you've gone, I guess, you know, with the free power for those three hours, I guess you've gone putting the full 32 amp charger on your house? Yes, yeah. Um, so um, we were building a new garage because um, the house didn't have a um, functioning garage. So when we did that, we um, put in a um, decent feed into there and then got the other full 32 amp charging going in there, which means... Um, in those three hours, I can charge from about 50% up to about 90%, which works really well for me. I charge sort of a couple of times a week and wait until it gets down to about 50% and then go up to 90%. I've got the LPF battery, so in theory it can charge up to 100, but I feel more comfortable charging it to 90 and I never need that extra range anyway. So, Yeah, okay. So when did, that, when did the LPF batteries come in for you? So the LPF batteries came in, I believe, when they started bringing them out of um, the Shanghai factory. Um, every once in a while you do want to charge it up to 100% so your range calculation is accurate. The LPF chemistry means that between a full charge and an empty charge there's less change in voltage. So it's less accurate at working out from the voltage how much is left in the battery. So my understanding is it uses more of a calculation around how much you've actually used. Mm -hmm. But in order to be able to do that accurately, you need to charge it to 100% on okay. a, uh, every now and again so it can recalibrate how much power is actually in the battery. Fantastic. Oh, nice to know how that works. Yeah. So are you, um, when you get the Powerwall, you get a Tesla gateway to go with it, I assume. Are you into API programming and that sort of stuff? Um, yeah, so I haven't done a huge amount at this house yet, um, but at the last house we had the hot water on a um, API system so that it would kind of turn on um, based on the weather and the um, how much solar was being generated so that it would always make sure we, uh, depending on the forecast, would alter when it would turn on based on how much solar we were generating. If it looked like it was going to be a sunny day, it would wait until there was more solar, whereas if it was uh, um, going to be an overcast day, it would just turn on earlier to go through the whole day. Bit of fun there. Excellent. So you, you've got a bit of background in programming as well. Is it sort of... Um... You know, the listeners won't be aware, but the reason you're down here actually is talk to a group of teachers about some of the programming you've done. Um, yeah, so um, I um, started programming when I, um, in, in a major sort of way, when I was running my own business, um, which is a tutoring business. I had about 15 staff working for me and up to 150 clients through a week. So managing all of that required a fair bit of kind of manual stuff. So I tried to automate as much of that as possible. So I'd go through and I'd add... Um, you know, every time there was something, I was like, oh, I could do this better. I'd work out how to do it using the computer programming, and I'd do that. Um, and then when I started teaching, I developed a program called NZ Grapher, which was designed for the New Zealand stats curriculum to draw the graphs that uh, were needed for the Year 13 stats program um, that just ran online, and that's now used by the vast majority of secondary schools around the country, which is really cool to see. There we are. So if there's a teacher listening to this... This is the Jake Wills who made the NZ Graphic, if you're a maths teacher. You'll be um, creating other packages, I'm sure, as you as you go along? Um, yeah, so um, when I um, started at my current school um, at Carpenter College, my principal looked at what I'd done with NZ Graphic and was like, oh, that's cool, but I want to look at my school data. So um, I've developed a few things um, and ran looking at school data. So the first one I developed was Assay, which... Um, no longer have anything to do with. I sold that a few years ago because um, there's only so many hours in each day and I <laughs> couldn't 
couldn't look after that as well as everything else in my life. Um, and then more recently, I've got really interested in looking at attendance data and how that can make a big difference to kids' achievement. Because if kids aren't at school, they're not going to be able to learn. I, f- I find that a really interesting one to look at, what we can do to increase um, students' attendance. That's fantastic. It's been wonderful having you down here talking about those uh, about those things. So back in um, Kapiti, how do you uh, what what do you do and uh, to to relax and uh, that sort of thing? Um, so at the moment we're um, in, at the start of twenty twenty no start of twenty twenty one. We bought a brand new house. Um, not a brand new house. It was a new house to us, <laughs> but it was a nineteen originally nineteen fifties build that had been extended in the nineteen seventies, and hadn't really had anything done to it since about nineteen ninety. The roof was leaking in places. Um, the jib was falling off the walls. The cladding was um, literally crumbling in your fingers. We've gutted that um, right back to the framing, both inside and out, basically, and have been um, slowly doing that up. So that's um. That's my relaxing, per se. <laughs> <laughs> uh, relaxing for some, I'm glad yes. to hear it. But, but you do enjoy that to the hands-on thing. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's incredibly rewarding taking mm. what was um, a very run-down house to now it's basically a brand new house inside and out. Mm. Desired trip, where, where are you next sort of planning a big trip to? Uh, wife and I, um, so I've got a five-year-old and a four-year-old, we're really keen to do a trip around the South Island at some point. Being a teacher, it'll probably be over a summer holidays at some point because that's when we can kind of put that time aside for it. Hopefully it'll be this summer, it might be next summer, and just sort of do a loop around the South Island because I've spent quite a bit of time in the South Island, um, but my wife hasn't done a few parts of the South Island at all, and um, the kids have made it as far as Picton, I think, and that's it. Radio. Well, Picton's a nice place. It is, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, good one, but, uh, you know, it's pretty fantastic stuff uh, yeah, all all over the South Island. It's uh, yeah, amazing place to go. Mind you, it's a lovely trip to North Island every now and again too. It is. Just for the South Island <laughs> listeners, if you haven't been to North Island, it's pretty good up there. Man, East Coast volcanoes. Oh, look, just there's the West Coast. You know, once uh, you kind of get some charges installed. Um, yep, no, fantastic place to be. Oh, and Auckland, love Auckland. And Northland, Northland's amazing too. Yeah, yeah, no, um, we're incredibly luckily, lucky to live in a country with um, so much cool stuff everywhere. Yeah, so much variety, so little distance to go to get it. Yeah. All right, awesome. Hey, Jake, been fantastic to talk to you, and uh, i better let you head off and catch a plane. Awesome, thank you, Martin. Cheers. Thanks for the interview, Jake. And you know there's always a lovely spot to stay with your family when you do your South Island trip in your Tesla. It's quite fun to make an accommodation venue only available to plug share users in keeping with our EV-only philosophy. We've included the link to your blog at tesla.jpw.nz in the episode notes, and it gives great insight into your Tesla experience, particularly to prospective owners. Another website we would really appreciate listeners visiting is patreon.com slash allthatstesla. You can help us maintain this podcast in two ways. First, by volunteering to tell your story And second, by giving the equivalent of a long black each month as part of our Patreon community. We are already over a year old, so please take a moment to consider one of these options so that the podcast can stay on air for a few more years yet. Meanwhile, 
Enjoy your wonderful opportunity to explore this country and a lovely, peaceful drive you experience by using New Zealand-made fuel. And remember to share a wave with others, leading the charge in the Kiwi Revolution. <laughs>